Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Gym's Cast with your host Joel Kleber. And this is episode number 18, but audio replay 17 of the weekly hashtag Ask Jim Wednesday night uh, Facebook live sessions with Jim as the founder and CEO of the Gym's Group. So on this one we had Archie Hood, who is, if you're within the Gym's Group, he's very well known. Archie is a divisional manager for multiple divisions. He's also a regional franchisor for the Gym's Handyman division which was a recently renamed division and is doing really well. It's a, it's one of our fastest growing divisions. And Archie has a great knowledge of franchising. He's he's operates at multiple levels. He's also been a, a businessman in multiple businesses prior for at least 25, 25 years. And he's also was a uh, in the police force for 25 years. So he's a very, very well-rounded individual. And he's a, he's a great character of the Gyms Group. And if you want to watch the video replay, head over to the Gyms Group YouTube channel and also to the Facebook page. There's a live videos tab there and you can find the episode there. Just letting you know what's happening in gyms this week, we're actually going to start launching a video version of the podcast. So at the moment, we're doing audio versions, which is just the Ask Gym sessions and some interviews, and we strip the audio out. However, we're going to do video-only ones where Jim can actually talk more about a topic in general, and we can pull back and forth and, and probe those topics. Because with the hashtag Ask Jim, we try and get to as many people as we can, and some answers might be one to three minutes, whereas there might be a topic, for example, like what, what makes someone more successful in business, where we can really elaborate on that subject for around half an hour. So stay tuned to the Gym Script page, our Instagram and Twitter. And LinkedIn pages for that when it comes out. And if you're not subscribed yet to the podcast, please subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, wherever else you get them. And uh, we look forward uh, to your feedback. If you have any, you can flick it through to us on our social pages. And uh, until next week, have a great one. Okay, welcome to another round of hashtag Ask Jim. And we have a special guest with us tonight. If you haven't noticed, this handsome, distinguished, fine old gentleman on the end there, who's Archie Hood, who is the best of both worlds, really. He's a current regional franchisor and owns a region in the, um, what's your region for Handyman? Handyman South. Handyman South. In Victoria. And you're also a divisional for multiple divisions, which yep. means you're responsible for various services. So let's name them. What are they? Well, we've got Handyman. We've yep. got Fencing. We've got Skippings. We've got Hazardous Materials. Hazardous Material, yeah. We look after that. Yep. Um, I, I help out Paul Comford with um, that. Yeah, I and painting, painting, yeah, painting yeah, yeah. of course. Painting. You're but actually the divisional. Not the divisional, space, but you're the support. The support for a lot There's of others as well. There's four divisions that you actually control, which means if anything goes wrong with any of those divisions, we blame you. Right? <laughs> I'm your go-to. Yeah. I'm your go-to. I've got someone to blame around this place. That, that's well, that's, Archie's, a, Archie's a great, a great person uh, to blame. <laughs> hard to miss. He Absolutely. just takes it. But uh, he's welcome to Archie. So he's a good one to have on tonight. And Archie also is a national staff member who actually sits very outside Jim's door, which behind the camera... It's Jim's office and Archie's out there uh, just as a bodyguard almost in a way, a bouncer. No, so no, he's a great no. one to have on. So thanks to everyone who tuned into last week's show as well and tuning in now. We've got 40 people already, so welcome. But last week was awesome. We thanks, big thanks to Haydar and all his extended family, I'm sure, that were watching. And his father, I know he shared it multiple times. And it was great to have Haydar on there. He's a really good guy. And he's also a really long-form interview with Haydar up on the YouTube channel. So we've got a Sharon Connell interview. We've got Jim's Ethos now, which is his two hours up on YouTube, plus Haydar's long-form interview. So head to the Gyms Group YouTube channel, they're all on there. And I forgot to thank a lot of people last week who were really important in making that happen. So Jake, who's our producer, so thanks to Jake uh, for setting that up. It was a really big effort. Mike D on the mic, who you saw running around asking questions, actually his idea. So um, thanks to him. We're going to make it a regular of training. So next training week, if you do come along, expect us to do that. It's going to be on a Tuesday it's night. Every third week. Every third week, exactly right. So all our new prospects come, and we'll do that on the Tuesday night when the, everyone's still here, because most people sometimes shoot off on the Wednesday. Thanks to the people last week who asked those questions as well. It was awesome. Uh, we got to around 155 viewers at one time, which was great. And that last week's video is sitting around 8,000 views, which is great. It's all organic. So thanks to um, Eugene as well, Brennan, Mark, and the lovely Foothills Comment Center staff. 
who helped out on the night as well. Uh, we appreciate that time. And we probably had the best moment, I reckon, out of all those shows, which was Jim's uh, supervillain laugh, which is now available mm. as a GIF. So if you type in Jim Penman or Jim's mowing into your GIF keyboard, you can actually use that clip and you can send it to your friends in your messages. I've shown that one to Jim. Yeah. I, that, that came yeah. from my school days when I was, I was Munro Murgatroyd. Who is this guy? Of... I don't know who this is. Mer Munro, Munro Mer Murgatroyd right. was the villain in our school, sort of like the school play. And to, to audition for that, I used to go down into the um, shed below the house and I practiced my laughing. Right. The neighbors said, what on earth are you watching on television? <laughs> <laughs> that was great fun. So there you go. So that's, um, that's a one-of-a-kind gif, and that was a um, great moment. So who knows what will happen tonight? So we have to it's, it's a great part, actually. I tell you what, I love that Munro Murgatroyd. I was, I was <laughs> scheming to become the school captain. And so, and so my I speak, well, I said, uh, three years in fifth form have I been before which twice in, in fifth. Yet my experience has spurned. This manly do-good standeth in my way and therefore must remove it be. Did you get voted school captain? No. <laughs> <laughs> All for nothing. I got kicked off the stage. Actually, I was a villain. I had to lose. Right. But it was, it was a wonderful part. I loved that part. It was a rip and laugh. And I reckon it yeah. took me by surprise. And um, who knows what will happen tonight. So hang around to the end. You never know. And, and, and part of it goes too. And 50, the 50 army greatcoats in my room was found with sheer misfortune. And yet they cannot blame the burning of the gym to me for Sly did swear that I was singing in the choir. Sly is my, is my sidekick. Right. Yeah, so it's brilliant. Well, well done. Great play. Well done. Well, I, I had no idea you had an acting, acting background to oh, it. Oh, so I love, I love, <laughs> I love it. You have to be the villain though. You've got to be a villain. <laughs> As you said last week, anyone who has a casting agent, there's a perfect super villain and you've got on tape his laugh. So I'll keep running down. If you're watching for the first time, welcome. If you're watching via other pages, remember we cross post, which means if you're in antennas, sorry, no, antennas are handyman, if you're in cleaning, if you're in pool care, whatever, and you're commenting in those feeds, we, we're not ignoring you, we just can't see them. So make sure you leave that comment into the Jim's group feed. We do have Jake as well monitoring those pages and he will try and filter them through to me as much as possible. But make sure you head to the Jim's group page to leave your comment or question and we'll get to it. We'll get to a lot of them tonight. And we have some really cool prizes tonight. So mm. we have a $250 voucher courtesy of Linton and Stephanie from um, Jim's Turnite and Pest Control. So we thank you very much. And Jim will award that one at the end for the best question or comment. So get cracking with the comments or questions. $250 voucher up for grabs. And then Archie will, will award this one. So Jim's book, which is available by Amazon Booktopia. And then you can have two choices. So for those of you who don't know, Jim's an academic, obviously. So buy a history or every customer a fan. So I'll award... Uh, one of these books and you can just tell me which one you want in the DM. So there's three chances to uh, get something tonight. So mm. make sure you engage with us. And as always, leave a question that's a bit different. We've been going for a while now and we love answering business questions, but something that's a bit off-center, like maybe history. It's more fun. It's a bit more fun. It's more fun. Yeah. This maybe. is very, very radical stuff. If you want to have your mind blown <laughs> completely, this is the way to go. Yeah, I have read it. I remember reading it back in the day when you um, reached yeah. out. It's quite interesting. But um, anything about Simpsons, all that sort of stuff, we obviously know Jim's love of Mr. Burns. Leave something like that and we'll try and get to you. But um, thanks to everyone for tuning in. And what we'll do is, we'll, as we always start off, is the hashtag Jim's Logo Comp. Now, I had to show Jim the video of this one. So for those of you who didn't see during the week, so this one is Jim's Home Invasion de Defense Tactics. This was about the guy who chased that uh, intruders naked down the street. With a didgeridoo in his hand. With a didgeridoo. And he reenacted it. And that video has gone viral this week. So someone was very, very clever. And they put the, the old man there chasing some of the blokes there. 
And um, I recommend you YouTube that, it's quite funny. So that's a really awesome one. So thank you for that one. That's really good, I quite enjoyed that one. Next one here. Now a few people here might need this, I don't know. Jim's anabolic steroids. All right. Obviously All right. you wouldn't get anything to anything illegal, but Jim's anabolic steroids was there. This one was that came through, the Illuminati style Jim's New World Order. So yeah, nice. That sounds good. That sounds You good. like that like one? That, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. you do like that conquest games yeah. and all that sort of stuff. The intrigue and, and yeah. world domination. You know, my best friend at school, actually, we got together and the thing we had in common is that both of us wanted to be a world dictator. <laughs> but you said the thing we had to practice was to be able to lift one eyebrow like this. Because you can't be world dictator. So one eyebrow, right? If you, if you can't it. raise one eyebrow. Is that right? Oh. It's, a, it's, a key, it's a key skill. Now, who do you think is the best person at doing that? It's a very famous wrestler. It's a WWE wrestler. A guy called The Rock. Dwayne Johnson. So people watching will know Dwayne Johnson or The Rock. He's got probably the best one eyebrow lift. I'll show you tomorrow uh, with that one. So we'll keep going there. Jim's drifting. So I know that in Archie's division, there's a couple of blokes who have Jim's drift cars. They're actually yep. got cars with Jim's handyman on the side and they're flying around. Up in New South Wales. So they race them up in New South Wales, yep. And we got, I want to pull this one up, Jim's haircuts. So, because today I know you had a haircut, so. Yeah, my, Lee cut my hair, my wife did. Yeah. She was very fussy about when we first met, I cut my own hair and I used to do it by just reaching out and cutting anything. She said <laughs> I had the worst haircut of anybody she'd ever seen. And she insisted on taking charge of that. And I, do, and I let her do it just to keep her happy. So you literally what, just whip, whipped your hair and what, with scissors or a clipper? Yeah, I wouldn't even look at what I was doing. I just Anything that stuck out, I just know the pair of shoes. I just, shoes, I just cut it off. That's how I used to cut my hair. Gone for the scruffy look. No, I didn't care what it looked like. I really didn't care. I yeah. wasn't trying to look scruffy. I just didn't want my hair to get too long. That was useful. I used to be studying. You know. <laughs> That's how I used to cut my hair. Very efficient. Save I don't, something think, I don't think anybody had less concern about their appearance than I, than I did. <laughs> And the last one here, let's do an update, which is this one, which is killing it because the, the engagement stats, I'm going to read these out. So it's up to nearly 5,000 likes or reactions, nearly 20,000 comments with wow. people tagging each other, 1.1 thousand shares. So Jim's Cobloaf Delivery, you are in the lead by an absolute mile at the moment. So whoever chases that down, good luck to you. But that one at the moment is in the lead. But still use our generator, gyms.net. There's 20 runner-up prizes to be won. Um, if you can beat first place, you know, I'll chuck something else in, but make sure you head to gyms.net and use the logo generator and make sure hashtag gyms logo comp that closes June 30. It's still going strong. So we love seeing your entries. It's great on Twitter, Instagram, DM us. We love them. All right, now that's enough of me flapping my gums and I'll get into it. So we've got a really one good uh, show tonight. Any questions for Archie too? Yes. Especially embarrassing. <laughs> we, like, we like to embarrass Archie. It's one of our favorite, favorite Fun, fun things around this place. Thanks, Jim. Isn't that right? Thanks. So anyone on the feed who knows Archie, please yeah. leave your question in the Jim's group page. If you're watching by the Handyman page, just put them on the uh, the Jim's group uh, feed and we can see them. So I'll run down a few people here who left some comments already. So Lee has joined. Matt Sheldon, James. Hello, guys. Jaden, Ange, David, Dylan. All right, so I'll run through some of their questions they left, left in the feed, then I'll get to some left last week. So Matt Sheldon's gone, hey, Jim, do you know of a good alternative to Roundup? With all the recent legal dramas, some customers do not want it used, but organic alternatives are quite expensive. Cheers. I had no idea about this. I have never used Roundup. I have never used herbicides. I hate them, actually. And I've got, on my farm, we never use anything except purely organic stuff. And I used to just dig up the weeds myself. I had a way of doing it. I dig them up really efficiently, brown earth, beautiful. Never, ever use Roundup. I don't like poisons. I don't like poisons. I don't like herbicides. I don't like pesticides. Yeah. Never, never used them. In all my 15 years mowing lawns, gardening, I never, ever used any herbicides, ever. 
That's my personal opinion. I can't give you guidance towards the best ones because I don't like them. Maybe have a, I don't know, have a chat to your franchise or on some fellow franchisees, Matt, I'm sure in your area, who will know. Thanks for tuning in again. Jaden Hackett's gone here. Jim, what's your favourite thing about having all these people representing the gym's name? We haven't had that one before. The favourite thing? What's your favourite thing about it? Like, do you see pride when you see a trailer go by? What, what's that? What do you think about it? No, I never, the numbers never, never struck me as anything. What gives me enjoyment is seeing people succeed. If somebody, if somebody contacts me and says, I've had a, it's going so great, I wish I'd done this, you know, 10 years ago. It's so wonderful. I love the lifestyle. I love the flexibility. I just love what I'm doing. That's, that's my joy. The numbers don't really mean very much. Um, look, I, I was reading a, um, this is a writer, Paul Dolan, I think his name is, and he's written this book and actually yeah, figured yeah. out what is the professions that make people happiest. And you know what? Number, there's two at the top, florist and gardener. And I can understand that because I reckon working outside around trees and around grass and stuff is, 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 is a great job. And I still love doing it. I still enjoy it. So that was, that was a great I, I get a satisfaction when people enjoy what they do yeah. and when people succeed at what they do and people say, I've got such a better life and I see my kids. That's what gives me satisfaction. And that's a really good question. And that's a, um, that was an article today, I think it was even like a Sydney one that we, we saw, which was uh, Gardner and Florist with the two highest rates. Yeah, rating. it was quoting that book by yeah. Paul Dolan, is yeah, his yeah. Name, which, which I've actually ordered myself. I'm going to read it, I'll get it on an audio book. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. So I'll run down a heap of people are leaving some comments now. We're up to 60 people, so welcome. Leave your comments or questions. There's three prizes up for grabs tonight. $250 voucher, especially from Termite and Pest Control. Jim will award that one at the end. So get cracking and put some comments or questions into the Jim's Group live feed. David's tuned in. Hi, David. Now, Dylan Price has gone here. This is one for you, Archie. Jim, what is the best part of your job? Do you call even what you do a job? <laughs> I don't think it is, is it? Well, it's a job, but it's, it's a hobby. Mm. Um, I, I, love, I love the creativity of it. Yeah. I, I love being able to work out ways to do things better. I mean, I get very frustrated at, at, at things going wrong with customers not looked after. And I love dreaming up ways of actually making things work better. How can we look after franchises better? How can we look after clients better? And I know people get annoyed at me because I'm always pushing, pushing, yeah. pushing for better service. Franchise always get annoyed at me for pushing for better service to franchisees. And franchisees get annoyed at me for pushing for better service to clients. But that's, it's so fun. It's very, very creative. And then, and then when you see that working and you see the complaints go down and you see the work coming up and you see people, more and more franchises getting, you know, reporting good income, that's, that's really what the fun of it is. What about you, Archie, with your, um, besides the LeBron James type pay packet? Oh. Grossly well, overpaid, this guy. <laughs> what do you like about you, George? Well, no, the, the main thing about it is, and you're right, you, you, you get these people on board and they achieve something. They're moving from a career they're not necessarily happy with, okay? And they, they move and start working for themselves, which is a big step for a lot of people. But within two, three months, they're turning around saying, this is the best thing I've ever done. Why didn't I do it 10 years ago, as you said before? Mm. And working for themselves, people, people love it. Look, Absolutely look, love it. Look, I probably enjoyed about about lifestyle, the kind of things that made them enjoy their job. Flexibility was actually one of the biggest things. Mm. It's having control of your work environment rather than being a wage slave and saying you block clock in, you clock out. 
you can work when you want to, your own hours, and have that flexibility. Yep, 100%. That's a good question. Mm. Um, thanks for everyone tuning in. Leave us a like as well on these or shares. We love your engagement on this. So James Mitchell's gone. Can you confirm that if Jim's Cobloak deliveries win, that will be a new division? Well, I'll tell you what, the amount of interest that's garnered up, it's had a, it's had a lot. But we've got Jim's Home Fresh starting. So obviously Home Fresh deliveries, they deliver fresh produce. Maybe a Cobloak can be part of their... Yeah. Their products that they deliver, but I'll tell you what, the interest is um the thing the thing about new divisions is not so much the idea of the division, it's the person to ride drive it. Yeah, correct. And the divisions that we've got that work really well are those that are well led. Which is why, you know, when Archie took over painting, it was just about dead and he's now got twenty five franchisees. Correct. Yeah. But handyman, since you took that over, it's grown what, thirty percent? Uh fifty six percent. Fifty six percent, yeah. So so when you've got the right person in charge. It'll work well, no matter what it is, whether it's Cobb Home Delivery or whatever. <laughs> so there might be somebody out there who's got some great, not just an idea, but a great drive to make that idea work. Well, let me talk about with you a few of the divisions and running it. How did you turn them around? Because you did come in when it was pretty dire straits. What did you do differently to make it go? Because Jimmy is exactly right. We tend to see, it doesn't matter what the service is, if the divisional is right, it tends to work. Look, the people you get in around you, the franchise order are a very, very big thing. And... They're the, the people that are bringing in the franchisees. So it's those people looked after the right way, mentored the right way, and they understand the system from the day dot. Like, I'm not saying they'll get franchisees in straight away, but over time, even with myself, it took me three months. I thought, what am I doing? I'm doing something wrong. But then all of a sudden, click, 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 you get it right. But you're also a successful franchisor because you've got your own region. What makes you good at that? Well, it's communication. Everything's communication with that. But the thing is, the guys, you, they all know of each other. They don't necessarily sleep in each other's back pocket, but they know of each other. If they need to help each other, they help each other. It's like a community, mm. and, and it's a good thing. It's a great thing. So you work to build that. You, you've, got, you've got to have that camaraderie within the division, and it's a great thing. And look, it takes, like, as you know, we're, we're looking after new divisions and you've got to go back to bare roots again and then start all over again and get that camaraderie happening. And there's nothing to be afraid of. Be up front. Well, I just want to talk to, that's a good answer. I just want to talk to a question on here from Andy Stewart, which is going on for the lifestyle statement that was made before. It's a bit, it's a bit difficult. Let's see what you say to this. He goes, you speak about lifestyle. It's the reason I got in. But speaking with other franchisees who also said lifestyle, they are working 50 to 60 hours per week. What do you say to them? It's not, it's often not so much how many hours you work as when you work. The thing of it is, I will take phone calls and emails like at 10 o'clock on Saturday night, and I'm known for that kind of stuff. And people say you work crazy hours, but I don't have to work the hours I don't want to. Like this afternoon, for example, I, I knocked off for a while, went down and played squash mm. with, with one of my staff members here. And that was just really great. Did you win? Yes, I did, actually. Hey, you're very, <laughs> he just, he yeah. just about killed me. I, <laughs> I, was, I was staggering around in the court. He was, he's super fit, but he's just not quite good enough to... But, these, but you've got 25 years at least in these blokes. And you, from what I've heard, you, you, you do you obviously win all the games. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, I just played a bit more squash than them. <laughs> This guy, Paul Donahue, is really, really fit. He gets he gets gets the balls I wouldn't believe he could get to and flicks them out and wins. But uh, but that ability to actually take time off 
during the day that I want to and go and do something like that and then come back and do my emails later. And I'll still be doing this night at 10 o'clock after we've finished here. But I love that flexibility. And it's not so many, it's not so much how many hours you work, it's whether you enjoy what you're doing and whether you've control over your work-life balance. Yeah, put in there what division you're from as well, Andy. It'd be good to uh, just see what division you're involved in. Uh, what about you, Arch? Do you, do you know do you, how much on average do your blokes work? Because you've got a various range of Look, divisions, I've, which is good. I've got certain guys that take half an hour from Friday. Yeah. And, they, and they build up their work so they can go home early on Friday, get pick up the kids from school, mm. um, and they can swing the rent. And they're still making very good money. But, but they just work with the leads that they receive that they can manipulate it. They might have something on with the family during the week or just take the wife out for lunch one day. Well, I know somebody's got a dog watch franchise and the, and the husband and wife both, they've got two trailers and they both work it, but the wife does it in the way that she can take the kids to school, she goes out and watches dogs, she picks the kids up from school afterwards. Yep. And there's not too many jobs you can do that kind of thing. And she's the same business as, as, as a single franchise. Yep. And the husband works longer hours, but he works right through. But it's up to the individual how many hours they want to work, though. If you're working 50 or 60 hours, you, you might be saying that you, you, when you first start off in a franchise, you've got to put the hard yards in first, mm. okay? And then you can manipulate to suit your lifestyle as well. But you've got to get, again, that clientele base is a big, big thing with any franchise. And that's what you work on all the time because... You want your clients to call you back all the time. The big key in franchising, what we try and teach people, is to increase their hourly rate. Mm. And if you're doing the proper thing, if you're talking to your franchisor regularly, if you're coming to meetings regularly, and other franchisees, you're learning to do better and better and better. And the great thing about that is you can actually increase your income steadily, month after month, year after year, without increasing the amount of time you work. And in Correct. fact, if you're happy with your income, you can actually reduce your hours. And that's the great thing about a business where you constantly learning to do new things. One of the great clues to it. Don't just do things in the same way. Try sure. and change things and look around and get inspiration. It's, it's amazingly different. When I was mowing lawns, I was always working out ways to improve things, but I had nobody to help me or advise me. And, and some of the stuff that I've learned since becoming a franchisor is amazing. I realized I made so many stupid mistakes back in those days. That's a really good question from Andy. And um, let us know what service you are because I'm just looking out for that to go with that one. So we're going for a bit different question now, a bit different from Ali Olmez. Ali Olmez is the CEO of Jim's Cleaning Group. So welcome to Ali and thanks for this one. It's a good one. Hi, Jim. We all know your passion for history. If you had the chance to live again, which empire would you prefer to live under other than the Jim's empire, <laughs> i.e. Romans, <laughs> Ottomans, etc.? It's a good question. Not a great choice, actually. The, the, the present day age is so much better than any time in the past. If I could choose a time in the past that was, I would choose something like Victorian England. I think that was an incredibly exciting time. The Industrial Revolution taking off and just new changes in, in technology and science. I mean, we talk about a, you know, everything changing now. That was amazing. That was, that was a society that went from being a sort of an you know, agricultural society to an industrial society in a couple of generations. The, the amazing change in, in human history. I, I love the Victoria. I think that's a fantastic time. The Romans, pretty depressing. I know what happened to them, and it, was, it wasn't good. And they weren't even very good. I mean, at the, at the peak of Rome, you had these powerful emperors like Caligula who were not nice. They killed each other off anyway. And, 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 and the past population was slaves, and they were treated in a dreadful manner. And, and 
I'm not, never crazy about the Romans. In fact, if I was if I was talking about a solution that I really liked, it'd probably be something like classical Athens. Right, would be would be a better period than that. And that was that was an amazing society. You had a few tens of thousands of, of people in, in in living in just for a period of about a century, late fifth, early fourth century. This amazing burst of creativity, great names of philosophy and history and architecture and and painting and all all these drama and all these incredible developments happening in that brief period of time. If I was going to live any any time, I would live then in classical Athens. Really good question. What about you, Arch? We'll put it to you. Oh, I wouldn't have a clue. You might have been around in that time, maybe. I'm old enough. <laughs> uh, I think the old 20th century was pretty good. Yeah. Well, I'm going to see the dentist tomorrow. I tell you what, I am really, really grateful for modern dentistry. That is one of the <laughs> blessings of the age. I remember, yeah, going to a few museums when I was a kid and you see those old dentist chairs from like 1870 or whatever oh, and what they used to use. Gee whiz. Torture. Yeah, not good. The amount not of good. pain people used to suffer in the past in dentistry is just unbelievable. Like George Washington had these wooden teeth. And one reason they say you, you never see him smiling is because the agony was so great with all the rotten teeth that he had. And this was the man who was wealthy, one of the wealthiest men in, you know, in that period, in that, in that, in that area. So uh. That's a really good question, Ali. So thank you for that one. Looking forward to your interview coming out soon as well on YouTube. It was a really good one. Okay, so we go down here. Linton Paddock says, much better shirt tonight. Yes, it is definitely. Linton, thanks for sending that. And thanks for the voucher as well. We appreciate it. Rob Duncanson's gone. This is a good question. So Rob's about to become as a Jim Skipbins franchisee. So he's gone, hi, blokes. I'm waiting for a Jim Skipbins contract to arrive in my inbox any day now. It seems to me that many of the franchises, e.g. mowing, cleaning, and many others have a straightforward way to make extra income by hard work in marketing leading to splits. That doesn't seem quite as straightforward in skips as many customers are not asking for monthly jobs. Is that a fair comment? Is there a slight variation in model for business for growth in skips? You can't split in skip bins, but the great thing about skip bins is if you can keep yourself busy, and that isn't automatic because there's work coming from the office and you've got a lot of self-promotion and you've got to drop off your, your card at builders and any time you see anybody you're passing by in the street, you've got to drop off, drop your cards off, say hello, introduce yourself, build relationships with people like that that are ongoing. But the great thing about skip bins is your hourly rates are incredible. They're higher than any other divisions. I mean, you can be making yourself, people tell me, hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. Whereas a typical lawn mowing contractor probably makes, you know, like 100, 120 grand a year would be fairly common. Some mm. make a lot more, but that's more the norm. That's a really good question, Rob. What about you, Arch? Because you are the divisional for skips. Yeah, well, what I'm finding is most of them are getting into the sorting as well. Sorting, so, right. There's ways of making the dumping a lot cheaper. Tariffs are going up with state governments. New South Wales have got issues with bingo taking over all the dump yards and so forth. Yeah. But in recent times, the tariffs, the state tariffs going up have caused a lot of grief and hardship on the consumer as well, because they're the ones that primarily have to pay. Um, but across the board, there's a there's quite a few skip bin operators out there, but we're one step ahead of all of them because we're, we're very strong. We've got 80 franchisees out there. And we have these sorting yards. The and great thing about the sorting yards is it's not just a matter of reducing the the cost of tipping. You've actually got a lot of valuable stuff. They have whole binfuls of copper wire and stuff. Which paper. Is a fortune. Paper. Paper. Even. Or okay. bricks. Bricks, get the bricks anything, yeah. you know, and, and, and that's for a minimal cost compared to what the costs are to dump it at there's a not, There's not actually a lot you can't recycle if you really work. And that's the way the world's going as well. We've, I had a franchisor 
uh, Mike Cates in Queensland, he's looking at getting a furnace, industrial furnace, to burn off things as well. Really? Yeah. And they're in the market, but obviously you've, you've got to have um, the tick of approval from the, the EPA and things like that. And But it's another way of looking at things as well. And when you've got such a big group of guys, um, you can get away with that because yeah. it, the savings are great. Well, it's just a terrible problem we've got in this society. You know, you know all this problem about they're being cut off from China now because they're dumping it in in Southeast Asia, it's absolutely yeah. appalling, the, the waste. I, I really am concerned about that. At our place, we actually compost everything. We have chooks for all the surplus food. We compost everything, including a lot of paper. Mm. And then, of course, you, you, you try and sort out the, 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 the bottles and the and the paper for recycling through the through the council. But, you know, as far as possible, it, it, really, it really upsets me that we're stuff going to landfill. Well, in South Australia, you still get returns on your bottles. When I was a young... Young boy, you, you take your bottle back to the milk bar and you got 20 cents back for your, yeah. for the bottle. When I was a was. kid, you used to, used to have milk, bottle, milk come in, in, in bottles which were reused and recycled all the time. Mm. So we were a lot more environmentally friendly in those days than we are now. And that's a good question, Rob. And I would say to you, don't just sit back and rely on leads. Um, the best ones get out there as well and make that face-to-face connection. So if you just rely on leads coming in, um, you're, gonna, you're probably going to get frustrated. I would get out there and just get your face in front of as many people as possible, whether it be builders or whoever. Um, if they meet you, they're more likely to do business with you as opposed to a digital ad. So get there, out there. There are divisions like mowing and dog washing, cleaning, where it's not difficult to get, or fencing's another one too, where it's not difficult just to t- take leads from the office. And mostly you can do quite well off that. But divisions that are more once off, even though they're very lucrative, like um, Skip Benz is a good example, just need to do a lot of self-marketing. There's a high turnover of Leads that do come from here for skip bins as well. Yeah. Um, oh, there's a, yeah, there's a lot. If, we we if, get a few, but you couldn't live off them. Oh, you can. You, you can. Yeah. But the thing is, if you're out there, you want to build build your customers. A lot of franchisees out there have got two trucks yeah. as well. Yeah, that's that's a good point for Rob, actually. Yeah, they do two to three trucks. A lot of them have after they get through. Yeah, and, and in saying that, you get onto your builders. Now, one, again, one of the, our guys up in Queensland, is at Toowoomba, probably the busiest guy in Australia. But He's got three trucks. What I'm saying is these guys are not the ones that wait for the jobs to come through the no, call centre. They no. do their own marketing. They, they use rob the marketing. Car, they talk to the builders. They talk to the yes, landscapers. 100%. That's how they do it. The basic stuff, still, if you want to call it a hustle, still works really well. Um, if you watch a good interview with Sharon and Haydar and on the YouTube channel, they say that stuff as well. The basic, There's nothing like a face-to-face getting in front of a business owner and say, hey, I'm in your area. Next time you need something, think of me, bang, doing that. And even, and even with things like mowing and stuff, you go in there to mow the lawns. And if you've got any brains, you upsell, you offer them gutter clearing, rubbish removal, landscaping, pruning, whatever. You do the extra stuff, which yeah. is higher hourly rate, and you're already there. And the people who make the most money are those who actually do that consistently. And it all adds up. It all adds up, those little things. Yeah, it does. So I'll run through some of these questions that have been coming through from the other feed. So thanks to Jake for sending us through. So I'll just get through for acknowledgement. So Belinda Hadley up from Jim's Dogwash, Northern Queensland. Thanks for tuning in. Kim McGavick from Jim's Dogwash NZ. Thanks for tuning in as well. Zoe Heard, when is Jim's dog grooming coming to Kalgoorlie? Well, that's probably a question for Sharon, and we'll have Sharon on a couple of weeks. So Kalgoorlie, obviously, booming mining town. So I don't know when they're coming there. Hopefully someone in Kalgoorlie is watching. We need Jim's Dogwash. We've, we've just cracked 100 with Jim's Dogwash. Yeah. I reckon, I reckon we could have 1,000 one day because one in three Australian households got a dog. 
So it's a huge industry. And unlike it, it's a lot more difficult to wash your own dogs properly yes. than it is to mow your own lawns because you can go and buy a lawnmower from Bunnings for a few hundred bucks. But to do a really good hydrobast wash with a, um, for a dog, which is much better than normal wash because it, it really gets the loose hairs out and gets to the, the root of the, yeah. you know, it takes out the smell. So it's a much better job. And it's heated water too, so the dog doesn't get cold. It's heated water. So um, you need special. Nobody has that no. themselves. Yeah, it's a, so it's actually an incredibly, potentially incredibly great division. Yeah. So David Small goes, Jim's dog wash, Wed Gladstone, Doggy Dave tuning in. He's called himself Doggy Dave. Welcome. Jackson James has gone, will there be a Jim's public transport? We get this one a few times. Probably not. Um, we do a lot better than them, I reckon. Okay. So here we go here. Carissa Hinton's gone. Everyone's going to be watching the State of Origin tonight. Do you know what the State of Origin is, Jim, at all? Something to do with sport, I think. It is something to do with sport. Do you know what type of sport? Rugby? Yes, good, good get. Which one, though? There's two. How would I know? Rugby league. We'll go rugby league. Now, they've gone. She goes, I don't like the blue shirt. You would look better in maroon. Someone here has gone, well, with the origin, there's Queensland versus New South Wales. It's a state-to-state -state rivalry. Someone's gone here. Who do you think will win, Jim? Ha! He goes, Paul Bradley. I though. am the worst question in the world <laughs> to ask questions about that. I can't even pretend to be interested in sport. Sorry. It's like that famous statement when somebody asked me. It's in it's in this book here. Oh, about the you know, yeah, going past this. I said, "What's that? Punt what's road. that building there?" And he yeah. said, "It's the MCG." How could you not know what the MCG is? <laughs> I said, "I haven't got a clue what it is. How would I know? I've never been to an AFL game in my life." I had the Olympics there too, Jim. I didn't go to the Olympics either. <laughs> I am very interested uh, in history and science and business and all kinds of things, but not sports. Sorry. So I'd, I'd, I'd never make a politician. I can't even, I can't even <laughs> pretend to be interested yeah. in sports. Sorry, um, all you sports lovers out there, my apologies. So Paul and Carissa, I'll answer that question for you. As a proud Victorian, I'll say Queensland, just for the hatred of New South Wales, but I think New South Wales will win. Who do you think, Arch? New South Wales will win easy. New, they should win easily, but hopefully Queensland, just because of the uh, rivalry of Sydney there. So... Where are we at? We're in 70 people watching, so thank you for those not watching The Origin and hoping and tuning in here. And uh, we wish you the best with your team tonight. So we'll go through a few more questions down here. So Nishit Patel's gone. Do we have any plans in the pipeline at National to boost up work leads this winter? Yes, we do. And the way we do it is by, by drilling down on customer service. I, get, I go through most of the complaints in this business every day. And I cannot tell you how many. I got one this morning that was so disgusted, they said, I'll never use gyms again. And I tried to get back onto him and I said, okay, here's a $50 gyp voucher. He said, I don't want it. I'll never use it. I'll never use you again. This guy was so furious. And, and you know, that spreads. You, you have that same reaction. This is one guy who happened to tell us. That, what about the ones who don't tell us? Every time yeah. we let a customer down, we lose that customer forever, not only just for that division, but every other division, and everybody they know they're going to say, don't ever use gyms because they did such a bad job. Now, if we could really get on top of that, leads would skyrocket like anything. I reckon better, if we can halve our levels of complaints, which is my absolute aim over the next 12 months, I reckon that'd be worth more than an extra $5 million worth of advertising. That is my view. People learn from experience. They have great experience. Like something like Google, okay? Now, how much money did they Google spend in getting known? They didn't. They just had a system that worked better than anyone else, and people looked at it, and they said, I can remember going onto Google myself the mm. first time. And I had such a great experience. This is so much better. And I've used them ever since. They've never had to spend $1 in advertising to get me because the experience is good. That's what we've got to do in gyms. We've got to give people such a wow of an experience. 
that everybody will want to use it again and again and again. Or tell their friends use gyms. That's and, that's the clue. Not advertising. And that's a service. And that's a great and it's a great point because we've got another question here which I wanted to get to, but um, which was basically said, uh, hi, G- hi Jim, why don't we do more advertising on television and newspapers? This was from Scott last week. Because they are completely ineffectual. They are basically a waste of time. Franchises tend to like TV because they, they can see it. Yes. But in terms of, we, we actually check source of leads. It's one of our major reports. And you run a television campaign, you spend hundreds of thousands of dollars and just watch what a pitiful response comes in. Whereas things like nose gyms, gyms user, Google, internet, Massive. I'll tell you that that's, one's. That's where the work yeah. comes from. Even things like Facebook, but not the the online is where everything goes these days. What TV is good for, Scott, is brand awareness. Mm. Now, Jim doesn't need much more brand awareness. Um, you just drive down the road and you'll see our brand everywhere. Yeah, TV TV is great for brand awareness. And I think going back to your point as well, and shit was about the uh, the thing like if you pump money into all this, let's say we do the national PPC campaign, etc., etc., etc. Client goes, cool, this ad's here, I'm going to use them and, then that customer, and they do a bad job. They're going to damage our reputation that much more. So we've actually done more harm than good. And also what we're doing at National is this. We do this weekly. So everyone can come and see what Jim's is about with customer mm. service. You can take this video. Well, social media is very effective. It is very effective. This kind of thing. And also this yeah. book too. We've got fantastic publicity from this book. You know, one, of my, one of the comments in the franchisee survey, somebody was saying how he'd noticed how much increase in leads. Because out of this book, we've had... I don't know how many millions of dollars worth of publicity. Sunrise, that sunrise spot for five minutes. We've had um, yeah, a lot of different syndication with papers and stuff. And that was just based on the back of this book. So stuff like mm. that, it's not direct like we're doing a national PPC campaign or TV campaign because as Jim said, it's not the most effective use of spend. Creating content like this and value and books and stuff like that is what we think is better. And the customer service on the back end is the most important mm. thing. So we've noticed mm. since we've been doing surveys that our leads have Dropped, jumped dramatically. Like we had 180,000 unserviced leads last year, but one lead in four, that is far more than we had two or three years back. The numbers of franchises haven't risen, well, they've risen, but not as much as that, but the yeah. number of leads go like that. And people say, oh, well, obviously you're doing more advertising. Well, the really funny thing about that is that we have found in recent years, the last couple of years, that some of the franchisors just cannot spend the money. We've had several cases where the, fran- the franchisor goes to the franchisees and says, guys, we're flat out year-round. Here's a few hundred thousand dollars back that we can't spend. And this has never used to happen in the past. So more leads, less advertising, that's customer service, and that is the key. Yeah, and what, so what about you, Arch, with your guys who might say that, oh, coming up to winter, what, are you, what do you advise them to do? Is there anything well, different at all? Well, the thing is, we're very fortunate as well because a lot of the guys out there, you can cross the vision work as well. If... Like for painting, for instance, say, yeah. outside painting is out in Victoria because of the weather, okay, because it's raining. Same as New South Wales, South Australia. The warmer states like WA and Queensland, they're a lot more fortunate because of the better weather. But now I offer the some of my guys um, cross-divisional work. Now, whether or not they can do it themselves or they can employ someone to do it, they're at least making some type of money to, to help them along the way. And we're getting a lot of unserviced work in some divisions. But as long as they're trained and they're licensed to do that work, there's not an issue in the world. They can do those other jobs as well. And the other thing too, and I know I'm speaking like a broken record, <laughs> but the franchisees who give great customer service also tend to make a lot better income. We worked out the franchisees in the top quarter 
only about one-eighth as likely to report poor income as those in the bottom corner in terms of customer service. Franchisees who fail in the first year, leave in the first year, have an average star rating of like 4.1. Those mm. who survive and go on are more like 4.6. Mm. So customer service affects not only Jim's group as a whole, but it has a very major impact on the franchisees themselves. I think it's a smart approach because you look at the other online players or whatever, and they pump all that money into getting in front of you online and online and online online, but then they give it a bad experience. That's the great experience. That's the great advantage we've got over anybody like High Pages. More and more, if we can get our service better and better, people will come to us because they get the great experience. Not the cheapest price. If you just want cheap, go away. We don't want you. If you want great service, we want you to come to us. And that's the experience that you've got to have. So if you call us, okay, we're not the cheapest, but great service, rang back fast, turn up on time, nice to deal with, did the job beautifully, no problem at all. That's what we want every time. And if we can achieve that 100%, which is my aim, I'm not saying we'll ever reach it, then you will, that the amount of work that's going to come in and the, and the income of our franchises will be fantastic. And that's a really good question, Nishit, and we appreciate the answer from you guys as well. It's really good. And then following on, Blake from last week, it's sort of related, he goes, who is more important then, the franchisee or the customer, in your eyes? We, we put franchisees first. We, we always say our first priority is the welfare of our franchisees. In fact, if you get an email from me, which many people out there watching have, you'll see that this year, our first priority is the welfare of franchisees. We are also passionate about customer service. Franchises are number one. And most of our time and effort as franchisors is spent talking about franchisees and how we can make them more successful. But, but customer service isn't an alternative. Great customer service is the single best thing we can do to help our franchisees to be successful. But the problem with us is we've got an incredible oversupply of work in so many divisions. We just we just can't recruit franchisees fast enough to mm. cope with the growth in the, in the leads. So we always put franchisees first. Yeah, it's a great question. I'll run through some comments here from the other pages and thank you for everyone tuning in. There's around 62 eyes on it at the moment, which is great. Welcome, leave us a like, comment or share and get to as many as we can. So I'll run through some comments left on the other pages here. So here we go, Gordon Cornish has gone, hi Jim, we'd really love to help your business with gutter vacuum industry, Skyvac Australia, more than happy to talk. Well, flick through business development at gyms.net, Gordon, we'll be happy to deal with it. Brett Abdi's gone, hi guys, great chat once again, thanks for that. Shane Baggett, remember Shane? Shane. Shane hi gents, great, great setup. How, how, how are you going, Shane? I'm sure he's doing really well, Shane. I'd love to know your latest figures. <laughs> um, Jim's Cleaning Group, uh, Australia New Zealand's gone, hi Jim, what separates Jim's group and services it provides from the rest of the crowd and why should someone use Jim's services, especially when it is known that we're definitely not the cheapest option out there? Because quality. If you want cheap, go elsewhere, go anywhere you like. If you go to high pages, I don't care. If you want quality, come to us. Our systems are incredibly rigorous. We know that with, with Gyms Plus, which is where we send jobs to franchise people who are not gyms and we can't cope with them. We've got mm-hmm. a, a growing number of contractors out there who take our surplus leads. But we know, even though we tell them again and again, if you don't give good service, then you'll get problems. Then we, and we coach them and we ring them and we do everything we can. We still know we're many times more likely to get a complaint from a Jim's Plus than we are from one of our own people. Well, I had a question last week from Quez, and he said, well, when is the same level of compliance coming into Jim's, Jim's Plus as there is with Jim's? Well, actually, what we're, going to do, what we're doing now, just this last week, I said, all right, anybody who gets below here, get rid of them off the system. Just cancel them. Anybody who's between here and here, give them one warning and tell them they don't improve, they go. So we're actually going to, we're actually going to start weeding people out who don't give great service, even on Jim's Plus. 
I don't ever expect it's going to be as good. Some of them are actually great. Some of them are actually as good. They're, they're at the gym standard. Mm. You know, your top, your top twenty percent are fantastic. I don't think we're ever going to achieve the same level of service as gyms franchisees do. But with time, we expect to wean the good ones out and let the other ones go. And of course, what we'd really love to do is to get the good ones to come into us. Yeah, definitely. If, you're, if, you, if you've got a 4.7 star rating as Jim's Plus, we're going to say, please join us. We really need you. Well, I want to flow on here because we've got another question from Melissa Pollock relating to this. So I'll try and put them in the same thread. She's gone, hi guys, Jim, do you think excellent customer service is something that can be taught and or learned? So many tradies seem to lack basic service skills. Yeah. Definitely can mm -hmm. be definitely can be taught and learned because because of the fact that our customer service is so much better than that of independents and basically the same kind of people. Um, after all, you know, if you go into business for yourself and you succeed, you've really done pretty well because something like ninety to ninety-five percent of independent cleaning and gardening business fell in the first year. With us, its figure is eleven percent. So, so you have to be pretty good. But even so, so they're not they're not fooled people to do this, but even so their service is way below ours. But we also notice something too, when we send out a warning letter or a breach notice, which happens when they hit a certain number of, mm. of complaints, what you'll see is a is a dramatic drop normally in the level of complaints that follow that. So when we put pressure on somebody, when the franchisor rings them and says, Hey, you've got to stop doing this and you've got to do better here, and they coach them and they talk to them and and, and they get this nasty <laughs> You know, emails and stuff like this, it's, it does have an effect. Yeah. It really has an effect. We do notice, we do hear all the time when they get a complaint, franchisees get really upset. And mm -hmm. um, obviously do. it makes, you know, life hard for the franchisor. But and, and sometimes it's not always fair too. This is the thing too. Sometimes yeah. if it's obviously wrong, like if you can prove you rang the client and you texted them when you couldn't get through, I'll delete any complaint that arises, say, when like a contact. But sometimes you get a complaint that's unfair but there's not objective evidence, then we leave it on. And franchises get very, very upset about that. But if you, if, you, if you take off complaints every time somebody objects to them, then you have no system of customer service. Mm. Everybody gets five stars, nobody gets complaints, service drops into the floor and leads die down and income drops. It's always, it's difficult. A lot of people would like me to lighten up. I get it every day, somebody, somebody emails me or calls me and say, Jim, everything will be fantastic, just lighten up. Cancel the leave, cancel the poor complaints, cancel the surveys, and everybody's going to be happy. And I say, no, you won't, because you may get stressed by the occasional complaint or bad review, but people get a lot more stressed when they can't feed their families or pay their mortgage. And that's what I always looked at. What is the best interest of my franchisees as a group? It's a great one, and it's Ooh. a really good topic. Now, actually, I want to touch on that with you, because you had a a lot of different ventures before coming to gyms. I didn't introduce you properly before, but from your experience with other industries, what was the difference in customer service from coming from those to coming into gyms? Look, the, the follow-up is great here, but it's a paramount piece of the puzzle for gyms. You've, the mentoring is better than anything else around, number one. You, you touched on the franchisees getting upset, mm. but the thing is, it makes them better the next time as well. And it's better for the system. It's also better for them too. Correct, a hundred percent. Because they're doing the wrong thing, it's hurting their business. And Even they, though maybe maybe it may upset them. But, but it's, it's as I I've got one guy I'm thinking of just at the moment. He says, but I went out of my way 
to try help this person or this person. I just couldn't do anything to make them feel happy. But it was still a complaint. I said they weren't happy with the way you approached it. But the thing is, you've learned mm. something what, from this. What can you do different next time? Correct. And I often say this to franchisees. Sometimes you get very good franchisees. You get someone like a 4.8 star rating, which is phenomenal. And they get a, a complaint. But when you look at it and say, okay, is there something you could have done different? The customer got the, the appointment wrong. Maybe that's what happened. But, but what could you have done? Could you mm. have texted them the actual complaint, the, the time of the appointment so they Correct. didn't make a mistake? But a lot, a lot of these complaints are coming from the time it takes to get your quotes in. Mm. Now, I, I come across some, some of the franchisees, but I'm waiting for a quote from somebody else as a part of the, the quote that I give to the customer. And I said, but have you notified the customer that you're waiting for a quote mm. from another service? And give them a time when you're going to get correct. back to them or let correct. them know. It's, it's no it's, different. And it's the same as when you say you're going to meet someone. Don't say a specific time, like 3 o'clock, say between 3 and 4. Just simple little things mm. that help customer service. Yeah, so Heidi actually is going here. Heidi Shoney is from Antennas and Security. So welcome to Heidi. She's going, what are the top three top rated divisions based on star rating? Do you know off the top of your head? I'll tell you what, um, building inspections does incredibly well. They are really, really, really good. I think test and tag is very good too, actually. Mm -hmm. I couldn't speak for the rest. But I know building inspections, you know, most of those guys here with 4.8 and above. They are a really good bunch. Um, I don't know what, antennas might be up there, antennas, security, I, don't I can't know. remember. I can't yeah. So thank you for everyone watching. There's a few people watching now, which is great. Still, we welcome you. Leave, make sure you're $250 voucher from Termite and Pest Control. So leave a comment or question. This is probably the night to do it, plus two books as well. Do it via the Well, you can page. choose that. If you don't want it, you can have a book instead or a couple of books. Huh. I think I think they might take the $250 voucher. That might be the one. That's I'm if doing. you got pests. That's it. Well, you might use it on a partner or something or some annoying neighbour or something. Maybe they can come over. You're and... going to use it on a partner, the pest control. What are you yeah. going to do? Rat poison on your partner? We, no, we no, no, no. That, Just give him a bit of spray. That's Just give him a spray. That's Jim's hitmen, not, not, not <laughs> pest control. We only, we only control pests. That'll be, that'll be a voucher next week, maybe. We'll see how we go. But make sure you leave a comment or question via the Jim's group page to have it in there. So I'll run through some more of the comments left on other pages here. So Sharon Connell in response to the Kalgoorlie one's gone soon. I'm sure Sharon will have someone there. Grace Doravada's gone and most of us groom cats too. I had no idea about that until we interviewed Sharon. So um, they do, Jim said wash and grooming do groom cats. Yeah, I had my cat washed by, by really? a dog wash. It was a little, yeah. Poor little Herman did not enjoy it. One uh, little scrap. Herman? Herman was our cat. <laughs> Beautiful cat. Ginger cat. Did not like being washed. I can assure you. Herman the cat. Worst, worst experience of his life. Yeah, that'd be a tough one to wash a cat. Scott Mann has got a brand new Jim's uh, car detailing business up in Kalgoorlie. So all my work has come from Facebook and word of mouth. Thanks for tuning in, Scott, in your first month. Hope you're doing well. Shane Baggett says he's a little slow but going all good. I'm sure a slow week for Shane might be, might be a bit of money. Um, Darren Schaefer here has gone, hashtag Jim's wing is back live. Welcome, Darren. Nick Kringle has gone, how's Jim's space explorations coming along? Well, I think we're going to compete with SpaceX and join up with Nikola I Tesla. think space exploration is a great thing. I'm mm. really fascinated by people like Elon Musk and and, um, and Jeff Bezos and stuff, putting their money into going into space. It's yeah. fantastic. I, when I was young, my greatest ambition was to be on a colony that was going to another star system. That was, really? I was a great, a great fan of science fiction. Yeah. I just love the idea of exploring in space. Well, they've got those Mars volunteers. I yeah. don't know. Yeah? Would you do that? 
I wouldn't now. I've got things to do on Earth. <laughs> but when I was younger, I certainly would have. Yeah. I reckon. I reckon going to Mars and living there. Not that, that's a go and come back to go there and set up a colony and live there. You see that film, The Martian. I have. Yes. When he was growing Damon, potatoes. Yeah. yeah. I thought, how great to go there and just build a civilization on another planet. And you could do it. The technology is there. What are you, Arch? I'm would, happy, would, where, happy where I am. Some might say you live on Mars a bit up in your little corner up there. but No, no, no. Like my feet on the ground. That's quite interesting. I didn't know that at all. That's a very uh, different one. That's a new one. The first one tonight. So I'll run through some more questions here. I'm going to run through a bit of a different one here. So Jason last week gone, hi, Jim. What type of computer gaming machine do you have? PC. Very boring. But what, so you have a PC, is it hotted up or anything or is it just your basic PC or? Hey, listen, I'm going to disappoint everybody dramatically. The game I most enjoy is a game called Conquest, which is a very simple risk type game that you play on a PC. And it's probably about 30 years old and is so primitive. And I play it because it's a little game I can just play for a little bit of a break. It doesn't take too long, not too much concentration. What about Age of Empires? I know you've mentioned that one before. I used to like that in the past. Yeah. But these days I, I, I like something very short. So Conquest, look it up, and that's a great one, Jason. What about you, Arch? Do you have any consoles? I know you've got a couple of young people at home. What are they? Uh, they oh, the young bloke plays that silly game. That Fortnite? The, Fortnite, that's all. Yeah, Fortnite, yeah. He's into that, and I walk into his room Dad, Dad, go away, go talk. <laughs> <laughs> How old are you, young fellow? He's around 16. 16. 16. Yeah. So just starting to get in a bit of trouble now. Yeah. yeah. Girls. <laughs> girls, girls, always the case. Yeah, my, my yeah. nine year old, he loves, he lives for video games. and, and uh, But we have a rule that he can't play them after eight at night, only reading, and between 11 and three. And it was very funny, actually, because, because they, had a, they had a birthday party. And I was just chasing the kids around and growling, being lost, you know, all the stuff I normally do. Doing a super do villain with laugh kids. with them? Yeah, just that yeah, stuff, just yeah. playing with them. And they thought this was, this was wonderful. And, <laughs> and, then, and then Aaron told these kids another time, he said that he couldn't play video games between 11 and 3. And these kids were aghast. They said, But I thought your dad was nice. <laughs> <laughs> you got a Sony 4 at home, I think, don't you? A Sony PS4, is it? Yeah, we don't know how to use it. We've got the. We've got the um, what does Aaron play on? What's he use? Um, he just uses his his iPad. His iPad, iPad. Yeah, just just does things on there through the Atari app. Simple games. The Atari's are coming back, actually. That's them. what they're, I heard. They're very no, expensive. it's just 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 a PC. He's, he just downloads games and plays them on his on his on his sorry on his tablet. That's what he does mostly on the tablet. Yeah, yeah, just little things where you shoot things down and jump and stuff. Like that. <laughs> they be, be whiz bang on the computer. Most young kids are now. It's it's, it's insane how their levels on tech, digital technology. Well, it's just as well too. If I, if I ever want anything fixed at home, I don't I don't worry about. It. I just go to my sixteen year old daughter, and she'll just. Anything. <laughs> it's getting that way. So thanks for everyone watching. We're around 65 people watching at the moment, which is great. Welcome. $250 voucher on offer. So make sure you leave a comment or a question and you've got three chances. But that's only the ones on this main channel, isn't it? Yes, that's the ones I can see. However, Jake's been really good in scanning the other pages and trying to feed them through. So I've got another Slack channel open here. So I do see some in there, which has been coming through as well. So I'll go down to three questions left in the main feed here. So John, Jim's gone. Jim, Jared Harvey, founder of Harvey Norman, a successful franchise businessman, has had a few words to say this week around the homeless. What advice might you give Mr. Harvey on his public words if you heard what he said? I don't know, did you hear what? I haven't heard what he said, so I've got no idea with this one. Okay, I have a different view of these sorts of things. The, the whole aim of the research, which is based on these books, is that what counts as character? And what my research program is, which I'm funding through my institute, Institute of yep. Social Neuroscience, is in looking at ways to make fundamental changes in character. 
And I think if we can do that, we can solve problems of homelessness, mental illness, even poverty, if we can work out a way to help people to change character, to become to be more successful and more capable in themselves. I think that is the, that is the point. People are going to be changed from within. We've got to help them do that. And that's what you're, that's what you're doing with your institute and your ISM yeah. and all that sort of stuff. I don't, I, don't actually, well. I don't actually give to any sort of charity. The only thing I do is I, I tithe to my church, of course, and I fund my research because that to me yes. is the best way that I can change the world by helping to change character. So somebody can look at it, they've got a drug addiction problem or they're obese or whatever their problem is. And the idea is we can actually say, okay, here's a treatment, something that you can take yourself, which will help you to become the kind of person that you want to be. Because nobody wants to be addicted. Nobody wants to be obese. Nobody wants to be depressed or mentally ill. And here's a tool that can help you to do it by understanding the, the fundamentals, which is to do with the pheromones, the, the hormones, the limbic system, Epigenes, but this all this scientific stuff. Yeah, if we can if we can understand the basis and help people to change, that's the way that I would like to help homelessness. Not just a few people here and there, but tens of thousands all across the world. That's a great question, John. And, and Jim obviously uses his vehicle of Jim's group to put into that because he's he puts I don't know I'm not going to say how much millions you put into it, but it is millions of dollars into this. Yeah. And um, but we did have a suggestion last week regarding growing the beard back, so we are going to do the Movember thing. And that will go to Beyond Blue. So when that's closer to the date, I will uh, set that one up. And uh, we should get hopefully having Jim grow his beard back. So here we go. Martin has gone here. Hi, Jim. When, you, when you're about 24 months into your franchise, what should the percentage split in income be between leads and own work generated? Thanks. It's a good question. We haven't had that one before. Well, if you're in a if you're in a um, regular service division like mowing, cleaning, dog wash, those kind of ones, the great majority of your work should be coming through your own repeat referrals and so forth. I mean, a lot most of our franchises take very little work. So it depends what you're doing though. If you're doing something like carpet cleaning or one of those, even skipping, you'll, you'll need a lot more leads from the office or antennas is another example. But if you've got a regular service business, you ought to be generating enough. And in fact, if you take leads from the office, you should generally speaking be doing that to try and build a major business and splitting or putting on workers and this kind of thing. You shouldn't need leads from the office after 24 months just to make yourself. If you're giving great service and doing a little bit of personal marketing, it should keep you fairly busy. The one thing I would say to anybody is, is always try and take your territory, if nothing else, because which many franchises don't, but if you take your territory, what happens is you get more and more local work and you can gradually split off, sell whatever the outlying ones, and your business becomes more and more lucrative with time. Hmm. So you shouldn't need lots of extra leads for most divisions to keep busy. The only reason you take them is so you can split or you can improve your income by cutting your travel. Let us know what um, uh, franchise you're in as well, Martin, in the comments. What about you, Arch? You have, you have, a, yeah. you have a good one, but you've got different ones. Yeah, yeah, because Jim hit the nail on the head there. It depends on the division. Mm. And as you said, some divisions get a, a lot of leads through the call centre. Others don't need them. Um, well, painting's the one which is a problem too, I know, because that's one of the few divisions yeah. we're actually not taking on mm. franchises right now because there's not enough work for well, them. It's funny you say that because I, I'm hearing even from high pages who put millions and millions of dollars in their advertising, they get one job for painting, they'll have a thousand people trying to get that one job. Mm. Okay? And it's that time of the year, unfortunately. Which doesn't indicate they're going to get much of a no. return for it. No, they're, they're getting... It's so they're, competitive. It's so competitive. 
But again, as you said, you hit the nail on the head, Jim. Um, it depends on the division itself. But all in all, if you've been in for two years, um, you should be getting a lot of repeat business from your customers. Like I say to my boys, they're, it's, they're not work leads, they're customer leads. Mm. And, and if you treat them the right way, they'll keep on coming back and coming back time and time again. And also they'll speak to their neighbours, their relatives, their friends, and you will pick up work from the them as well. The interesting thing is even if a person books something like a once-off job, like a once-off mow, if they're looked after well, they're surprisingly often become regular. Correct. So, or other work comes out of them, or a neighbour comes across the road and asks them, or a referral comes along the road. So any any job at all can be can turn into ongoing work. Well, it's the same as a real estate agent. You do a good job for a real estate. They, they'll phone you continually. Hmm. Do, do, do you do this? Do you do that? I love that comment where you said about customer lead, looking at it that way, because you never know what that customer can turn into. They could have Correct. a commercial building company you don't know about. You don't know what they have. You don't know what friends they know. If you do a good enough job and leave an impact, well, that's I, a really good point. I, well, I had a painter that did a small job at a house for a guy and, and he patched a hole and he said, how much? And he said, don't worry, next time we'll catch up. The following week, he got a phone call to paint this guy's business. It was a $20,000 job. And he, he said, oh, that's fantastic. He had no idea that this guy was a manager of a, a, his own business. Correct. And he picked up a $20,000 job. That, you just, as you said, John, you don't know. I think that's a, that's a massive thing. We did a massive interview with Brett Blair, um, which will be on YouTube as well. So, and he said these very similar things. So he's very, you know, he gives Brett one. Brett Pool Care. Pool Care, yeah. Gun mm. Divisional. And he said similar things, you know. With them, because it's a repeat business, he doesn't, that could be a $10,000. Every time they lead, that could be a $10,000, you know, client. Just because of that Correct. repeat business that comes through. It just takes going a little bit extra mile. So that customer, I love that term customer. It's a customer leader or that opportunity. Correct. As opposed to just treating it as a lead fee. Couple of comments regarding the um, the fundraiser stuff. We haven't got a page up yet. Probably more. I haven't done it. And if we do get it up early, it'd be good because it's such an early uh, head start on November, and it um, gives Jim a bit of time to prepare. And there's a couple of good this, ideas. This was the one where I promised if yes. they can raise a hundred thousand for Beyond Blue for mental health. Yep. I'll grow a beard. We'll grow a beard. So we'll have to get that up. So that'll be on me. I'll have to go look at the November, and when we do, it'll be obviously announced on our social. So maybe next week we can have that. We'll do a video as well to accompany that and. And, and see how much we can get it going because why not? Probably there's no better representation mm. of beards or iconic beards than Jim. So let's see how that goes. I mean, thanks for those suggestions from people last week. That was really awesome. So I'll run down some more questions here, which is great. Thanks everyone still watching. Leave a comment or a question. We'll try and get to as many as I can right now. So Stuart's tuned in again. Hi, Stuart was one of our guests. Invis Goni, hi, Jim. What takes a build? What, what does it take to build such a big empire? So many divisions and so many franchises and it keeps growing. Do you think this will ever stop? Well, it, it'll stop if we don't do a good job, that's for sure. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, look, as I say, it's 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 not a matter of having brilliant ideas or being super personal or, or whatever. It's it's doing whatever you do and just saying every day, how can I do it better? How can I do it better? And every day I ask myself that question. And just keep on trying and trying and trying new things. As long as we keep on doing that. It's just going to grow and grow and grow and grow. That's my opinion. And I don't know any... Look, I tell you what, the only thing that's going to stop it probably is I'm going to die one of these days. I've got another 20, 25 years to go and, and then I'll be dead. So 
You never know what technology might come up. You could have. But if they come up with an Alexa of all mortality tomorrow, then I'd be probably a billionaire one day because you just keep on on doing better. I don't know if you've seen the episode of Mr. Burns in the future when he has the robot and just has his head put on the (laughs) robot. So you never know. You never know what can happen in there. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't treat anything as inevitable. (laughs) Not even death. (laughs) So there we go. So I'll keep going down here. Um, we'll run down here. So thank you for everyone watching. Leave your comments or questions. I'm trying to get through as much as we can here. Jim's Batteries is tuning. Jim's Batteries doing really well. I've watched their Facebook page. They're always getting positive reviews. So well done to the Jim's Battery guys. So Dan is tuned yeah. in. They're, they're doing really, really well. And that's awesome. Very new division. Very yeah, new. And they're great blokes. So Stephen yeah. Hogan here is from Daimler Trucks Adelaide. has gone. Customer service is definitely key. Great topic, Jim. Regards, Steve Hogan. So thanks for that. It definitely is the key. And this has been like a customer service sort of almost session. I guess we can call it that tonight. And David has gone, I'm antennas and I run on a 50 to 75% referral and that is great. That is great. That's yeah. a really good bit there are, of feedback. There are antennas franchisees who take virtually no work from the office. They've got so many referrals. And antennas is about as well stuff as you can get, but they just build their referral base. Yeah. So it's, it's possible. And Matt, Matt points out a good point here. He goes, lead fees are an investment, not a fee. Yes, yeah, absolutely. A, it's a great attitude to look at it. And the lead fee, you know, love to change it one day and they do investment or customer something fee or Something like that. I just think it has more of a positive spin. Franchises can get quite upset about getting a lead fee for a job where they don't get the job yes. for whatever reason. Yeah. But they might get a lead fee for which they paid maybe 10 bucks for or whatever, which is worth tens of and thousands of dollars down the track of it. That's the other side of it. And that's a brilliant point. So Matthew Wilson has gone, hey Jim, when did you start out your business? What problems did you need to overcome? So very open-ended question from Matt. Thanks for leaving that. Well, just just figuring out how to do it better. I mean, I mean when I started, I knew nothing. I was, I was, that book is... Jim's.net. <laughs> you can get that for free on an audio book. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I didn't know anything at all. I made so many dumb mistakes. Um, I, I didn't even recognize how valuable the knowing business was. I, for a long time, long, long time, I thought it was some sort of a temporary thing that really couldn't go very far until mm. I worked out something that was sensible to do with my time. And, and you know, you think about it. I didn't, I didn't used to charge enough. I didn't, I didn't upsell to jobs apart from mowing nearly well enough in the early days. I, I didn't understand marketing very well. I mean, just had to keep on learning and making mistakes. And, and I've made more mistakes in my business career than any normal 10 people, but I just keep on trying new things and keep on learning. And that's, that's all there is to it. It's a great question, Matt. And um, yeah. thanks for that one. So Shane Topping last week, this is a good question he sent to us via direct message. He's gone, Jim, what kind of management structure have you had to put in place to be able to franchise your business and open up other franchise services? What kind of barriers have you had to overcome to accomplish this? So well, maybe you're going to talk a bit about your management structure. The right? management structure in gyms is that we have franchisees, we have what we call franchisors, regional franchisors, who are people who understand the division and look after the people in the local area. And that's what you need because you need a personal relationship, local meetings and stuff. Yeah. Most of our divisions have what we call a divisional franchise or somebody who understands what that, how that division works. Like somebody who's a specialist in, um, say, pest control, as an example. Yeah. Um, Linton and Stephanie, for example, they've been a long time in the industry. There's nothing they don't know about, about pest control. So you need that structure. Within the office, um, it's a pretty flat structure in a way, isn't it? Cause, cause it's very flat. It's very flat. It's no hierarchical at all. You have obviously, Jim's obviously the CEO and... And everything, you know, main decisions, but you have a very flat like department managers yeah. and you just go and talk to them daily. And I talk to a lot of the staff too, just what's going on. Yeah. And, and, and also I talk a lot of the time with my franchisees direct and multiple times a day franchisees contact me about different things and we discuss and back and forth. They've got ideas or objections or whatever they have. So it's, it's, 
the whole thing is pretty flat actually. It's not, it's not very hierarchical. In fact, in a certain sense, the way we look at things is rather than having you know, the boss up here and down there, we often tend to say the franchisees are the top up there, then your franchisors serves them and the divisionals and nationals serve them. In other words, we're the service provider, they're the customers. Mm. So sometimes I invert the pyramid. Mm. Because the key is franchisees. If you've got great franchises, you'll give great service. So how do we make them successful and happy? That's the key. Yeah, it's a really good point. I think people have a perception outside of gyms that that's a massive office in the city or something like that. And there's no. all these middle managers and it's completely the opposite. So I invite anyone, if you're in the area one day, book yourself in for training. It's every three weeks and come and be a part of it. What about you, Archie? Obviously, you're number two here. Or well, we call you number one in the office because huh. you're a LeBron James-like salary. Yeah, that's the big joke of the uh, What about your office? opinion about the office and how it runs? Because well, everyone's... everyone's on an equal playing field because everyone in this office helps each other. Everyone's got their job to do. Like we've got Jake over there as well. He's new to this office. He helps everyone here. Everyone, there's no, as you said, no hierarchy as such. We've got Val that takes the phone calls over here. We've got Leah does all the contracts. Without Leah, it all stops because we've got no contracts. That's very true. Without Angela there and assisting, yep. Leah wouldn't be able to do all the work. And the same goes with Chloe and Bev helping us, all, all us divisional guys. I think also you would find, and I'm the boss, so maybe I'm not totally aware of this, but I think most people in this have a sense of mission too. We don't see ourselves basically as trying to make Jim rich or Jim's a lot of money. We see ourselves as serving franchisees. Well, we are. We are, in fact, doing that. Because everybody knows, too, that if a franchisee is not happy with anything in any level, they can come straight to me. So I think people have a sense of, of, of purpose in what we do, which we obviously try and encourage. And we try and recruit staff who care about what's going on. Well, you've got Sylvia. Her 10 years is up um, next week, I think it is. She's been with you a long time sort of thing. And she still phones up the franchisees and franchise all that she's put on. Yeah, you know, over that 10-year span, you know, there's a connection. Knowing that you, you work for something, for some larger purpose. It's not just about money. Well, I think knowing that all Jim's money essentially goes into his research, which it does. Mm. Um, mm. You know, Jim doesn't have a flashy car. He's got a, you know, the eight-gram Mitsubishi. He doesn't. He lives next door in a pretty humble home for what so someone dress could in, probably dress think. Dress in pretty ordinary clothes. Yeah, they're not too bad. Not my too wife bad. cuts my hair. You got a very smart haircut, though. Oh, we had a real, we had a real nice bang up meal out tonight with my family. We paid sixty six bucks for like <laughs> an Indian restaurant. That is that is the millionaire's meal. But I think, and we actually took all the whole stuff for home, which which I'll I'll hit up for my lunches. So so we do not live in in the life of lifestyles of rich and famous. <laughs> the best thing I but love, the, it, but yeah. this sort of stuff is is where I well I've had. You get a lot of produce from your own farm, though. With yeah, the, I grow, the I grow massive and potatoes and. and eggs and, and all kinds of things yeah but the best thing i love about it is i can have direct i just my boss is jim so if i want to do something over gym i don't have to go to a manager that have issues and like i don't have to do that typical call i don't know if i could ever go walk work in a corporate traditional environment mm. ever again because i'll give you an example this live q a jim do you want to do a live q a mm. i explain the that concept was, that was, and then we do that it Joel's that's, idea that's one example right so we can do that jim i'm going to do this for you we're going to do this and what do you think yes no try it whatever that's it and that's how quick it is to do things around here that's right. Yeah. I, I, when he first asked me, I said, but nobody's going to watch me for, for half an hour. So, uh, <laughs> and I think I said I something wasn't... pretty smart actually back. I think my comment was, 
I know you don't think that, Jim. Even though I don't find you that interesting, people outside the group find you very, very interesting. That's right. uh, as, I, as I always say, Joel, the people that know me well don't have any awe of me at all. <laughs> people who don't know me think, oh, that's... Yeah. yeah. But look, uh, this, but that's an example, right? So I think with our structure, it's very flat. If you do the training in three weeks' time or any time, you're more than welcome to come into the national office, which is where this is being filmed, and mm. this is where all the action happens. And or even can... prospective franchisees are willing to yeah. come through here. Prospective franchisees, definitely more than welcome. We get a lot of requests all the time. Um, send us an email, and we can hook it up. Hook it up. You can also have a chat to Archie as well, who Archie's one of what your division for what, five services now. How many? Five or six? Yeah, something like that. You're directly a divisional yeah. only for the four. The four, the four painting, handyman, uh, fencing. And, uh, and, and skip bins. And skip bins. And, and but, you, but you support other divisions. I support like the other ones, yeah. You're involved a lot of and, things, And, we, yeah. and we've, like, we've got John here, we've got Craig here that does it as well, Paul, like looking after multiple um, divisions, but we all bounce off each other, yeah. which is a really, really good thing. And I think the great thing about it is there's no role here where you can hide. I think oh. um, that's what I love about it is that... Um, if you do try and hide and do nothing, you get found out pretty quick. Oh, my word, you do. And that's one of the best things I love about it. I would try and make, make this a good place to work too. It's, it's not just a matter of, you know, we do things like we have Friday lunches for the staff, which we've just thrown on. And then we put a table tennis table, which was actually at home. We weren't using it. So we put it in the table down there. It gets used a lot. People can yeah. play it. It gets, it gets yeah. good use now. We're building a, um, a sporting complex with a racquetball court and a heated pool and everything at the top there. The only reason we haven't done it so far is because the bloody council You love them. Yeah. But that's that's partly for the conference centre, but it's much it's at least as much for the staff. So we want our staff to be to love working here and also if we can help them to stay fit and healthy and, and enjoy what they do, then you keep good people. Well I regularly 100%. do I regularly do I know Jake is always keep back Jake back but Jake and I sometimes will do three or four days in a week till nine o'clock because not because we putting in hours is because well, we are but we, we love it we love doing this type of stuff we love doing content we love sharing the stories we love doing initiatives and being able to drive it and complete it and it's one of the only workplaces i feel that can do it and jim is right we have a great culture now in 2019 and it's only going to get better we and often um, just sit around the evening just talk about things too yeah it's a business it's just you just come in here and Archie and myself and, you, and yourself and anybody else around just chat about what's going on and what we can do and Things that are happening and just, just it's fun. It's it's kind of like business is a large part of my social life too. It my, is. My, my church yeah. is there, and obviously my family. Yeah. But but business is a big part of your life, and and it's good that you get on with people. I think it's a great environment now, and it's it's definitely definitely really really awesome to come into work every day happy. And I think that's a great thing. If you have happy employees, I, I generally they won't take you for a ride. I think. Mm. I think if you have happy employees and ones who feel respected, they'll put in one hundred and twenty percent. And then I think people do that anyway, and I think we've got a really good mix of crew. We had one, we had one staff member that uh, jumped ship a few months back, which, which is a great, great regret, but they were offered a phenomenally high salary somewhere else. And she yeah. said, uh, you know, it's nice to have some money, but she was like, miss, I miss Jim. That's true. Um, it's a very unique culture, but it's a really good one in 2019, and it's really positive. So we're also going to follow up with a question here from Andy Shuey. He's gone, well, we've answered this a few times before, but we'll go again. He goes, do you have a succession plan for someone to take over from you one day? Yeah, that's right. I Maybe do. Archie. Archie no, Stephen. I'm too old. I think I'll I'll ask Archie. <laughs> I'm too old. Um, yeah. yeah, we we have a we have a um, my my financial advisor got a fantastic guy called Marcus who chair the whole thing. He's mm. given us brilliant advice. He's a really really good decent guy. Yes, he is. Uh, very knowledgeable. Um, he comes in. We spends about a half day or a day a month with us, just yeah. helping us with things. And then my wife and and family, my my some of my kids. And, but but basically the way it's worked is that the 
when I die, most of the money, the resources will go to my foundation, the research foundation. That's that's the aim, you know, enough to help my kids a little bit with getting a house and stuff, but mainly that's where the money will go. Yeah, and I hate seeing comments online when people have this misconception, or oh, greedy franchisor or greedy national or whatever. And I hate it because I know where the money goes. It doesn't go to a flashy car and that it goes straight into this research institute and to the mm. purpose that Jim's trying to achieve. So anyone out there online, whoever writes that, you're completely wrong. And um, you can look it up online. I send, you can look up what Jim does. People are still going to believe what they want. They can believe what they want. But I can tell you right now, I know Jim Jim wears the same thing every day pretty much. He has the eight grand car. And I can tell you, if you ever come to National, um, his house is next door. You've probably got a better house than him. So don't leave that comment because it's not true. If you want to learn about Jim's research, head to the Meet Jim tab on jims.net and you can see all about it there. And, um, Get it's, a copy of my book too. Yeah, the if book you don't as well. Win, there's a prize. It'll blow your mind some of this stuff. Uh, it's a very different way of understanding the world, and I think it could change the world in very fundamental ways. Yeah. So someone here's gone. Um, when can you do a trade day in Adelaide? So for those of you who don't know, we do a trade day every year in um, Victoria. Someone's asked to do it in Adelaide. Well, I, I know it's an idea that floated around doing it maybe in each state, mixing it up. I don't know. I guess if the Adelaide franchisors want, want to get together and do something about it, we, we, we'll support them. But. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's difficult. We've got the, the environment here. We've got the, the conference center, and it's, it's really easy to do. Yeah, I think if you hear yeah, SA Zors. A lot of, a lot of people know. come from interstate. We encourage it, actually. It's a good day. It's heaps happening. And I know this year we're going to massive. We're going to have a film crew, and we're going to capture it all. And so really, it's going to be mm. getting better and better every year. And I know they, a lot of people enjoy it. A lot of prizes to be heaps of prizes. A lot of, a lot of them come from interstate, and, they, yeah. and they, they've, they've done very well, and they've won some prizes and stuff. And, and the accommodation here is that the food's laid on, and the accommodation here is, is for our franchisees, is very moderate in cost. And yeah. there's nice, they're nice rooms at that conference center too. So There's 100 of them, yeah. They're really good. They're mm. really nice, actually. Mm. Terrific. People are surprised when they come here. I know when we talk to the trainees, um, we do some videos for stuff, and they say they can't believe how nice the facilities are obviously the food is very famous in this place too yes. the, the big joke they have is you always get it is you're gonna you're gonna put on a few kilos when you come to have training at this at, <laughs> at, at yeah. that's true so there's a few comments and questions here still people watching which is great um i've got a one here someone goes here hey jim ian carter how was your reaction to rudd's bats energy rollout a few years ago well, that was an idiotic idea that's yeah. actually a great question it what was, was your reaction it was stupid it was stupid it's typical government thinking they can they can fast forward things and they just it wrecked the industry a whole lot of people did a whole lot of things people who were unqualified and 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 it destroyed the industry for everybody else afterwards it was just a dumb thing to do there are there are ways i think global warming is a big big problem it's a big issue but having artificial government programs is really really bad and that applies to things like solar subsidies and the, the rest is it's crappy stuff um Apart from anything else, when you when you give those sort of subsidies out, it actually it's it's inefficient because it's not getting the market to work at it. But it also tends to favour those who are better off, mm. like the people who own their own houses are going to afford to put the solar. It's like a subsidy for the world to do. It's taking the money from everybody, the poor people who haven't got much money who pay with sky high electricity prices, and giving it to the rich, which is the reverse of what should be mm. happening. Now, what they ought to do about all these things, and that's where it comes to insulation and everything else and solar panels, they ought to have a really, really heavy carbon tax, which the rich would pay a lot more than the poor. And what you then do is you give the money back in such a way that the average household is no worse off. People with less money are better off, and the people who really pay are the wealthy. 
So it's, it's more efficient because it lets the market decide. And maybe the best way to save electricity is to turn the bloody lights off, which is what I tell my kids all the time. <laughs> they actually have a thing in our house too. If you don't turn the lights off when you've left the room, you're going to get fined $5. And it goes to the other kids, not to me. <laughs> so I, I try and make my kids environmentally conscious and all those kinds of things. There's a lot of things we could do. But I would, I would like to see big efforts made to curb our use of energy and to, and to encourage, encourage efficiency in energy mm. and encourage decarbonising the economy, but you do it through a carbon tax and you compensate those. I get very angry with all these smart-ass, sorry, I'm, I'm going to get offensive now, but some of these <laughs> smart-ass, greeny liberals who, 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 who want everybody else to pay massive carbon taxes and they go and have you know, jet all over the world to have holidays which, which, which burn billions of tonnes of carbon dioxide into the air. Mm. Basically, it's, it's the wrong way to do it. It's inefficient and it really hurts those who can least afford it. Take note, Adam Bant. Now, Archie, what about your thoughts on it? Let's get you involved in this. Well, I can't say too much more than that. I know, we'll see. Yes. Well, well, I was rushed into in the first place mm-hmm. and a lot of people made a lot of money out of it. Did people okay. get killed out of that? There's a kid yes. who died, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like in the pink bat scheme in yeah, WA, I put, think. They yeah. put the rolls typical, out. Typical big government thinking, hey, we know better than the individual. We can have these big... <laughs> so, uh, so basically, yes. the people that got in first with the bats oh, yeah. um, picked up the contracts. They, they didn't look into who was actually doing it. Mm-hmm. They weren't licensed in any form, shape or way. That Anyone could do it. Um, Somebody said to me, they want to get into this thing, and I said, throwing them in. It's too short term. It's too short term. It's not a long term viable, sustainable industry. We've got Jim Solar actually, which which does the solar panels, and also things which I think is even better, which is the um, LED lights. Yeah, Jim's Energy. Mm. Yeah, they're, that, they're up and about now. Jim's Energy yeah, is, yeah. is good that way. So you can actually look at not just not just. But, but reducing energy and, and things like insulation is part of that. Jim's Electric we can do stuff Correct. for them as well. I know. Yeah. So um. That'd be a good one. Now, one of the questions here from Ember, for those of you who missed it last week, I still think it's the best moment. Head to the Instagram at, at the, the Jim Pemmon. He's asked here, Ember Bagriannik uh, from um, Blind Cleaning and Repairs. Uh, he said he missed your last laugh last week. He says, can you do us another version of the villain laugh? You really want it? You want it? All right, now I'll prepare everyone. So No. I want him to do it because I loved it. I thought it was great. But you can tell my reaction. But I know it. All right, good enough. There you go, Ember. <laughs> there you go, Ember. That's the laugh. That was, that was, yeah, that, that had three Murgatroyd. levels to it. That had three levels to it. This, what's your name? Marvin Monroe Murgatroyd. Monroe Murgatroyd. All right, there we go. So three levels there, Ember. As you know, so I mean, there, there, then even just to kick it off. So that was probably more better than last week. So thanks for that one, Ember. So I've probably got two or three questions left on here, which we probably will bank up for next week. And sorry I didn't get to them. Thanks for everyone for tuning in. Now, for those who are hanging around, it's important to hang around because we've got three prizes on offer now. So Archie, what question did you like to award the Jim's Well, to? I've got to give the book to a Skip Inns guy. And that was... Was uh, that Rob? Rob. All right. That was a good question, actually. That we haven't a great had that one question. before. And I like that one. So let's sign that one now for Rob. R-O-B. Okay, all right. R-O-B. Ember's gone. That was brilliant. Yeah, that was a that was probably better than last week's one, actually, Ember. Level up. Now, for the $250 voucher, Jim, which one do you want to give for pest control? I like the one about, I like the question about space. Oh, the space exploration from Nick. Space exploration. That's yeah. awesome. Nick's a young fella. 
And yeah. I, I didn't think you'd pick that one, but that's great. Nick, you've got a $250 voucher for pest control. Seeing you're young, if there's any girls hassling you, uh, maybe get them around. Um, so Nick Kringle, just DM us your details and I'll get you that voucher. So thank you for Linton and Stephanie from Jim's Termite and Pest Control for that. We much appreciate that. And if you're a divisional or regional watching, um, you know, I'm not saying we do it for prizes, but if you've got anything you want to put on offer to people besides the books, uh, just send us an email or something on Facebook and uh, we can put it up there. And for the book, you can either have this one or this one. Well, I'll tell you what, yeah. I'll tell you what why don't we just say that anybody who's on here, the first person that, that, that writes in that says, I want the book and have the book, this book. Okay, so on the comments now. Give it to the person who wants all it. All right, on the Jim's group feed, if you go in the comments now and you want that, go. Say you want it. The first one that's there, I'll DM you. And for my one here, I'm going to pick. We had a really, we actually had some really good questions tonight. I love all the customer service ones. So I'm going to try and back and find something about this customer service stuff. I'd love to give one to Ali, but Ali Olmers is the CEO because that was a history question and that was a great one. But um, of Jim's cleaning, so I probably can't, can't give it to someone. To I can't give it to got someone. Anyway. Yeah, that's true. Okay, I'm just trying to find one here about the um, about the customer service, which I really liked. Um, sorry, guys, as I'm sort of stuffing everyone around here. What I'll do is I'll I'll pick one out. Um, let me just give me one second. I don't know, guys. What one was this? Actually, no, I like the management one. I'll go with that one because that's probably people it takes us behind the scenes. So Shane Topping about what kind of management structure do we have in place. I think that revealed a lot about okay, the customer. Fine, so let's go fine, for Shane, please. Shane. Yep, so right. Shane. So Shane, I will DM you your details. So let's go to the comments here. All right, so the first one's gone. Shane Tramstrom's Shane first that I can see in the feed. I'll go back and double check that. Thanks for those people who commented then. Shane Charmstrom was first. He says, I want it. You so, want Shane Charmstrom. Okay, no worries. So I'll um, get your details, Shane, and we'll do it. So there's, actually, Shane, there's two versions. There's the popular one here, yeah. and there's the academic one too, which is much the same thing, but it's a lot more in foot race and stuff. So. I'll, I'll just double check those times to make sure that was correct, um, but we'll do that for you as well. And Kevin Wilson's put some um, workplace fundraisers on here for Everyday Hero for their footy club as well, for Beyond Blue, so get on that. And we're actually going to do that, so I'm going to make sure I get to that page next week and do a video and get that up and running and try and get as much donations as possible so that when November, November comes around, um, hopefully we can get the... Um, and by the way, if anybody wants to know more about this, www.biohistory.org, you'll see some good videos on there which basically explain what it's about. Yeah, and that's a really good website actually. You've got a nice interactive anima animation and all that sort of stuff. It's a really good website. And it's also on Meet Gym. If you go to gyms.net, there's a Meet Gym tab. Click on that. Mm. This is available there. Plus, um, you can read about that. You can purchase that as well. And you can go to the website as well. And you can find out about Jim's researchers as well. So guys, thank you very much for everyone who watched. Hopefully the Maroons won, but I probably think New South Wales did. Um, we'll see you again next week, same time, 7 o'clock. The week after that, we'll be doing it at Jim's training on the Tuesday. So if you're a prospective franchisee coming down to the next training, a lot of training, you will be in the audience for this. So have some questions well, you prepared. You can ask, answer your questions, ask your questions live. Yeah, you can ask your questions live. It's a bit of fun, and it mixes it up on a Tuesday night as well. So thank you very much to Archie as well. Thanks um, for having me. Archie's here in National Office, so anyone who ever comes to National Office, you can see Archie, he's the bouncer outside Jim's door. Yeah. Mm. He's got hiding there behind his great raft of... Uh, <laughs> he's, always, he's always defended against the world, like the Fortress of Solitude, isn't that exactly. right? It is a, well, it's a Fortress of Solitude, literally sometimes. You might say not oh, off yeah. over the corner. You need it around here, it gets pretty busy. <laughs> <laughs> he's been flat out, he works very long hours, he does a great job with our divisions, and we look forward to him taking them forward. And handyman having hopefully 500 franchisees maybe in five years. It's got enough That's work. That's what we're looking at. And fencing as well. You got a lot. So thank you everyone for your time again, and we'll see you again next week. Uh, we appreciate you watching and gyms.net for everything gyms. All right. See you guys. See you next week. See you.
Thanks for listening to that episode of the Gym's Cast, and we hope you have enjoyed it. Now, if you have enjoyed it, make sure you leave us a review or a rating to wherever you get your podcast, if that's iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, or anywhere else. Uh, you can also head over to gyms.net, and there's a whole bunch of content and information on the gym and all of our great services and where to listen to the podcast and our Facebook Live sessions and all that sort of stuff. And there's also a really great tab there called Ask Jim, where you can actually ask Jim a question. And we'll put that through to him on our weekly live show. And our podcast information will also be there. Uh, if you're not following Jim yet on socials, make sure you do. He's on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook. So you can use at the Jim Penman. And uh, you'll find all his pages there. And make sure Jim's group as well uh, with our Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube channel as well, which has got some, a lot of great content, Facebook, web, and uh, Instagram. And that's at Jim's group official. And uh, make sure you keep an eye on our pages for offers, giveaways, a bunch of content which we release daily. And uh, we thank you for taking the time to listen to the show.